CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and the Vancouver Island Daily. Renovations are well underway at the PCC building to accommodate the Parksville Child and Family Centre to be operated by the BGC Central Vancouver Island. Renovations are expected to be complete in June and the facility open for summer children's programs. Here to talk about the plans of the organization, we're happy to have with us the Executive Director for BGC CBI. Welcome, Karen Love. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you tell us how long you've been with the organization, coming to the island from Alberta, and what your role entails? For sure. So I moved out to this lovely island in January 2020 and took over as the executive director. And then, of course, the pandemic hit in March 2020, so not the best timing. But I did spend 15 years in the not-for-profit field out in Alberta, and that's why I decided to, to move out to join BGC out here. And my role, wow, it really comes down to everything to run the organisation. It's finance, it's strategy. I report directly to our board of directors. I supervise a team of five who then supervise their own teams. So really my days, I could actually tell you what I do at the end of each day. All I know is there's never enough hours in the day. (laughs) What is the role of the organisation in general terms? In general, we like to talk about we're a birth onwards organisation. So we offer programmes and services for children who are born all the way to 18, 19 in our teen programmes. And it's all around empowerment and leadership and inclusion, making sure that kids you know, have a, as best start as they can to the life. Um, and that also includes working with the families and the parents and the guardians. What was behind the decision to rebrand from the iconic Boys and Girls Club name to BGC Canada, or in this case, BGC CBI? That's a really good question. So over the years, you know, we've always, as an organisation and as a movement with BGC, said that we're inclusive. So we've taken that sort of philosophy and said, well, are we really inclusive if we're actually saying we're boys and girls clubs? Because right now, not everyone identifies as a boy or a girl. So our national office, you know, spent a long time with our donors, with the community clients who come to the club and just talking about what would it look like to be fully inclusive whilst trying to make sure that we didn't move away too much from the brand because you know after 100 years we're very well known across Canada so that's really how they come up with the BGC it's not just because it's you know new and funky it is to make sure that we are not excluding anyone or anyone feels excluded from coming to our programs. And how has that been received? It's been received very, very well, especially here on the island um, as well as across the country. It it took a lot of work, um, again, so that we didn't lose that brand as to what we're known for. And sometimes, you know, you still pick up the phone and you still say hello, boys and girls clubs. Um, So sometimes we go to events and we say boys and girls clubs and then you realise, oh, my goodness, we'll have to try and, you know, just educate the community to make that change because we've been here on the island for 50 years being known as boys and girls clubs. So that's a lot to try and change. How important is that educational aspect? Oh, very, very important. I think what it does for us as an organisation is it allows us to have conversations with kids who are coming to the programme. You know, if kids now ask us, hey, why are you called BGC? We can then have a conversation around, you know, not everyone, even your age, um, identifies as a boy or a girl. And it just makes us practice what we preach. We say we're inclusive and now we're hoping that our name reflects more of that inclusivity. 
What will the Parksville Child Youth and Family Center mean for the community? How many child care spaces will there be? I think for the community itself, it will still give them that place that it's currently used for, you know, for social events, for meetings, for sports, for activities. But for the childcare piece, it's actually bringing 54 before and after school care spaces. So that's ages 5 to 12. And then also 37 early year spaces. So that's from birth to when children start school. So, you know, as a community, I know, you know, part of your strategic plan from council is to try and encourage more families to come to the area. People are not going to move to areas when they've got families and there's no childcare. And we know there's childcare in the area, but there's not enough. And that's why we offer to provide those extra services in the city of Parksville. Along those lines, why is it so important for the community to be able to attract young families? Just growth. Uh, You know, it's a beautiful community up here. One of the most lovely places on this island. And if, if people are wanting to come and live here and experience the lovely area that it is, then if they've got kids, they really need to know that there's services there for them. It's really, really key. Uh, The BGC has a wait list for spaces and is now taking bookings for the facility. Can you offer a little more details on dates and times? Absolutely. Depending on the the hiring, we're actually going to be doing a hiring fair towards the summer. So if we are able to staff it, we will be offering summer programmes. If not, um, we're actually aiming to officially open in September. So before then, we will be leasing out the space. Right now, we're leasing it out to a local pickleball group. We're leasing it out to the CVRD. We're leasing it out to the city for their voting coming up for a new council. So the, the centre itself will be open, but the childcare services don't start until September. And again, that's just around staffing. But also as a childcare provider, you want to make sure that you're aligning with the school year. And then they'll be open for September. How difficult has it been for your operations during the pandemic? Very, very challenging. 80% of our income actually comes from parent fees. So when the pandemic hit, and even though there was no guidance around the government to actually close our programmes, a lot of parents were choosing, you know, not to send their kids to childcare. So that really impacted our bottom line. We actually only closed for around three or four weeks during the pandemic. We closed, we reassessed how we could continue offering the services and what became very, very evident is that childcare is an essential service. It really helped families get back to work. And at the beginning of the pandemic, we actually opened up our spaces to essential worker staff. So trying to get nurses, doctors um, to try and support them to get back to work. But it was a key service and it really, really impacted our bottom line. Thankfully, we did get some funding from the government through the SUS programme. Because we're a childcare, we can actually apply for additional subsidies. But that doesn't actually cover the cost of the fundraising target that we have every year. And I think for any not-for-profit going forward, we're not sure what you know the landscape is going to look like when it comes to fundraising. So it could have an ongoing impact for sure. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media. You can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. What does it mean to have the restrictions lifted or relaxed? For us, not a huge amount, to be honest, because we've been open. I think for us, it's making sure that the staff are still feeling comfortable. 
We're still doing, you know, health checks with our staff, making sure they're healthy when they come to work. And I think the fact that COVID is so widespread right now, we are certainly seeing a high sick leave within our staff because even though they're vaccinated, staff are still getting sick and we can't operate our programmes with sick staff. Um, I think it actually has a lot of impact on the parents as well because we have very strict rules around taking sick kids into the programmes as any childcare provider do. And now with more kids getting sick, we're certainly seeing an impact on families with that. Have you found any confusion at all with the soon-to-be-open facility uh, operated by the Parksville Community Centre Society? Personally, no. Um, my understanding is the building that we're in on Jensen Avenue is and always will be known as the Parksville Community Centre. And I believe the society themselves have opened up a, a great new facility elsewhere. So I, I don't personally believe there's some confusion, but I guess you'd have to ask the residents of Parksville around that confusion. We're certainly trying to allay any confusion. We're working very closely with the, the city of Parksville to make sure that, you know, people are directed to the right place when they're looking for the right services. What's the best way to reach your organisation? You can certainly phone our main line. Um, our head office is based in Nanaimo and that is 250-754-3215. If you're looking to rent out the Parksville Community Centre, you can reach us on facilityrentals at bgccvi.com. And as the executive director, I'm always willing to have conversations with anyone around the centre itself. And they can reach me on my work email at klove at bgccvi.com. you have any fun plans for the summer? For me personally or for BGC? Both. Well, let me see. For BGC, we would love to do some pop-ups. So in spring break, we actually had a pop-up youth event and it was really, really successful. We were oversubscribed. So we'd like to try something like that again. Pop-up is basically just, we give notification we're coming in a certain day, you sign up, there's no cost whatsoever. And then our staff do really fun activities for them. So we'd like to maybe do a few of those. It just depends on, on staffing. And for myself, now that we're out of the pandemic, obviously being new to the island over the past two and a half years, I'm just so looking forward to, to touring the island and actually having a holiday here on this beautiful island. It reminds me very much of home, as you can tell from my accent. I'm obviously not from Alberta, but um, it definitely reminds me very much of Scotland and it's so nice to be near the water again. So that's my plans for the summer, and providing I do actually get some time off, which is not always easy. <laughs> Karen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, and it's been lovely to meet you. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com.